You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my boy. Dunn, some sports, Scott Hickman. It is Friday, the funnest of days of the entire week, and I'm happy to be here right with you guys talking about the Houston Texans where you can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms. Cody, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the show automatically updates to you can argue that sports.com. So you can also check us out there as well. Uh, somewhat of a long week, at least for me, second week at my uh, new job. And uh, it's been a house. But I guess so will the Texas offseason uh, be as well. So that's a little bit what we're going to do today, just wrap up the offseason and what can potentially happen um, from now until the draft, even on all the way through it, I guess, right, Cody? Yeah, most definitely. The Houston Texans actually have their eyes set on um, upgrading at the receiving core, and that is basically a position that I honestly wanted to see them, a direction that I wanted to see them go into heading into not only free agency, but into the draft, because this receiving core, yes, you might arguably have the best receiver in the league today in DeAndre Hopkins, but at the same time, you still need more firepower. We all know the issues that continuously going on with Will Fuller. There's also Kenny Stills, who I personally believe can reach a higher level if they decide to part ways with Fuller, but that's neither here or there. But outside of those three, you, you, the Texans really do not have nobody else that they can depend on, especially when Will Fuller is continuously going in and out of the lineup. So we're going to talk about the two potential draft targets that they are looking at at the combine as of right now. And also, you know, finally share our thoughts and opinions on what's going to happen moving forward with the Texans receiving core. Absolutely. And I kind of want to give you guys a quick rundown of this past week, just to let you know, Titus Howard appears to be in good health. And that's amazing to hear. I think he had an outstanding uh, rookie season campaign for the games he played. Like he was out week one against the Saints with a broken hand, and then he sprained his MCL in week six. Howard was then placed on injury reserve in week 13. So in the games that we're featured in, at right tackle, I mean, I think Howard did a phenomenal job and has a lot he can build on to really set himself apart from the rest of his rookie class at his position. Also, uh, this week, we definitely learned that uh, Tim Kelly will be calling the plays next season. And that is one of those situations where it's just a wait-and-see game. You wait and see how it's going to play out because, you know, like the case I was making earlier on in the week, 
we don't know the difference between a Tim Kelly and Bill O'Brien offense because there really isn't a definitive concrete example. A whole lot of abstract, a whole lot of talk, but now moving forward, we'll see how that plays out. And then I definitely want to give you guys an update that Bill O'Brien is aware of the salary cap and the challenge it can bring. The Texans will have about $41 million in cap space, but that won't last long because why Deshaun Watson and Laramie Tunsil are expected to take a huge chunk out of that. So free agency will be tough to maneuver in. It's going to be real tight. The money, the money's tight. The pocket's going to be tight. We're going to see how the Texans go about improving their team also while making sure Deshaun Watson Tunsil is taken care of because we gave up two first-round draft picks for Larry Tunsil this year and next year and a little bit more. So imperative, we get that deal done. And of course, this ship does not move without Deshaun Watson. And I think that's the most compelling part of this offseason. What will the Texans do with their money? How will they improve with limited money to play with? But, you know, uh, like Cody mentioned, alluded to, the wide receiver position is a position that needs to be analyzed. And I think if you can find some talent in this draft, let on in the rounds, take it. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for spending your Friday here with us. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here listening to Locked on Texas, the Bulls on Parade with a party twist. The NFL Combine is the first analyzing potential draftees in this upcoming draft where your Houston Texans currently only has six draft picks. For the Texans, defensively is a priority for them addressing the edge and cornerback positions. We know that is, you know, the main priority, the meat of what needs to be addressed in this draft. But making sure they have offensive weapons may also be a part of their offseason plans. Because we've talked about a while here uh, about the possibility of departing with Will Fuller, bringing in some more talent at that position. Because when he went down, that pushed Kenny, uh, Kenny Steele to go up to the number two receiver. And then after Steele's, we were really struggling to find consistent receiver play. And before we kind of get into the names and who the Texans talked to formally and informally, and your opinion, and I'm sure, you know, the listeners out there, the, the fans, the lovers of the Houston Texans, they have their own personal opinions about Will Fuller. What direction should we go in and why? I hate to say it because, like I mentioned before, Will Fuller is – is one of my favorite players on this team, but I do feel like he is holding this team back because every single week you do not know if he's going to be healthy. I've never seen a player. Yes, I know the game of football is a, could be a very violent sport at times, but I've never seen an athlete, no matter if it's in the NFL, NBA, hockey, soccer, rugby, um, baseball, I've never seen an athlete who continuously get hurt as much as Will Fuller. And, John, once again, I hate to say it, but I honestly, I do believe it's time 
to move on from this guy. Yes, he's talented. And every single week we come in here and say, if Will Fuller can stay healthy, if this, if that. Yes, we know how talented he is. But at the end of the day, we never see his talent because he's never on the field. This is a guy who has never played a full season. His most game he has ever played was 14. That came in his rookie season. After that, he played 10 games. The year after that, seven games. And this year, it was a little bit better. He played 11. But I'm so sick and tired of watching the Texans with Will Fuller trend in the right direction. This team looked like they, it could be very dangerous. The next thing you know, he blows his ACL. He hurts this. He hurts that. And the next thing you know, this team goes back to, well, if they have Will Fuller, then X, Y, Z would have happened. Going back to the 2018 season, remember the Texans were on, I believe it was a nine-game winning streak. He was with that team for eight out of those nine games. And you saw how talented the Texans looked. As soon as he hurt his knee in that game against the Dolphins, yes, they won a week after that, but then they looked like a whole different team. Same thing with this year. You know his best game of this year was in that blowout victory against the Atlanta Falcons. Can you imagine if Deshaun Watson, the damage that the Texans can do, if Deshaun Watson had a healthy foot, Will Fuller, along with DeAndre Hopkins, I do believe you well, can... Well, we know honestly, what the damage they can do because we've seen it at times. But, but for an entire season, John? That that's what's so frustrating, but even even towards the end of the season, like the the man missed the, the the playoff game against the Buffalo Bills. I do believe if we had Will Fuller for that game, there's no way in hell the Texans would have went into an overtime game against the Bills at home. It's like, yes, he's great. And yes, I know there's going to be a lot of listeners who who's who's not going to agree with me. They're probably going to tweet at me saying, you know, you're this, you're that. But at the end of the day, I do believe Will Fuller, as talented as he is, as great as he is, he is holding his team back because every single week you do not know if he's going to be on the field. I honestly do believe they need to open the trade market for him. See what you can get. I'm pretty sure you can get some draft picks back. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I do believe it's time to part ways with him. Well, speaking of parting ways, when we look at the Texans 2020 draft picks, round, third round, two fourth rounds, a fifth round, and a seventh round. Now, the second, fourth round, the first fourth round is from Miami. The second, fourth round, the fifth round, and the seventh round all are uh, to be determined. The second and third round, those rounds, in my, you know, this is just my opinion, what I think should happen, and I think this is the route they will go unless there's a on the board at that second round, the 57 pick overall, that it may not be addressing the edge position. It may not address that cornerback position, but he's a can't-miss prospect. You just can't miss them. But in that second round, in that third round, hell, I'll even go with that fourth round. I think those are the first fourth round pick. I think those picks are definitely put to the side for what needs to be taken care of. When we look at 
$41 million in cap space right now. Watson and Tunsil are definitely going to eat up most of that. So you're going to have to build somewhere else in this draft on this team. Well, for this team, and I'm looking at the draft because you're not going to be able to bring in free agents like that. You don't have the money for it. I definitely think a receiver position, uh, a receiver can be brought in to improve that position. Mark Lane of the Texans Wire spoke about the uh, informal meeting the Texans had with Baylor wide receiver Denzel Mims at the NFL Combine. This was only an informal meeting and will not count towards the Texans' 45 interviews that they are, they are allowed at the Combine. In 2019, for the Baylor Bears, Mims had 66 catches for over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. But as you guys know, the Big 12 is full of offense. The, the, Big, the Big 12 is where you go if this was 2015 James Harden defense, like if you if you don't feel like playing it at all and you just want to run up the scoreboard, you go to the Big 12 and play football. They also had a chance to speak with uh, the University of Texas, one of my favorite receivers in this draft, only because he's homegrown, of course. But I definitely believe that Devin DuVernay, who played in all 51 games of his Longhorn career with 29 starts, uh, is a prospect that the Texans can bring in and immediately, immediately contribute, especially with Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. In 2019, he was first team All-Big 12 after catching 106 passes for almost 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns. And those are just two guys. Both, both of those guys, and DuVernay and Sims, uh, I'm sorry, DuVernay and... Uh, Mims, both of those guys, you know, Texas boys, they were both informal meetings. So the Texans did not really get a chance to sit down and kind of really get into the meat of who these guys were. But I'm sure at some point they will schedule a formal meeting with these players. But I'm absolutely on the train of, I think it's time that we move on from Will Fuller. There's no way that we should be handicapped by the what-ifs anymore. There's a lot of what-ifs going into this season, am I right? What if what if Tim Kelly is the greatest offensive play caller the Texans have ever seen, or what if Bill O'Brien is the better play caller? That's a what-if. What if we don't have enough money to bring back Reader, Tunsil, and Watson, which is looking like that's the possibility. What if we can't address this need? What if we can't, you know, really succeed with Anthony Weaver as DC? There are a lot of what ifs with the Houston Texans right now. And Will Fuller, at this point of his career in Houston, should not be one anymore. And we have a locked on mock draft coming up, right? And I emailed and I said, what about the guys that do not have a first round pick because we traded them away? And you know what I was told? Well, play around with it a little bit, Cody. There's a team in New England who is looking to re-up one more year with Tom Brady. And we know how much they have struggled this past year because of the lack of weapons. Would I be crazy to kind of, hey, you know what, here's Will Fuller. And I'll give you one of those fourth-round picks to move up to the first-round pick. You can move up to the first round, get the Patriots' first-round pick, and maybe you can start addressing some of your needs with the available talent early on. Give up fourth-round picks, 
Go knock out what you need to knock out in the first round and then slowly start building to improving your team. Because we can agree. Offensively, we still need some things to work on. I think our offensive line is set. We talked about the running back position, but the receiver position, because I'm not worried about tight end. I'm not worried about the tight end right now. I definitely believe on offense, receiver is a priority for the Houston Texans. And I'm glad that you mentioned this playful deal with the New England Patriots because I was just about to ask you that that question. If you were Bill O'Brien and if you had an opportunity to move up in the first round of the NFL draft and all you had to do was ship Will Fuller and in return you would get that first round pick, would you do it? I know I would. And and one, I would hate for, I'm not going to lie, I would hate for Will Fuller to go to New England get healthy, you got Tom Brady, and next thing you know, they're in the AFC Championship game again. <laughs> but I, I, I will take that risk. I will take that risk only due to the fact that not only do you have a better chance of getting a player who can help the other side of the ball, which is that god-awful secondary, but it also gives you more of an opportunity and more cushion to finally go out and try to do something with your receiving core because outside of Hopkins and Steels, there's nobody else in this receiving core. Kiki Kuti we're missing ever since week one. You, you, you don't know what's going to happen with DeAndre Carter. You need talent. You definitely need talent. Yeah, I would make that trade. I would. Um, the uh, Patriots are set on defense. I mean, we know that Bill Belichick is going to find players to keep this defense rolling. We also know that they gave up a second-round pick for Mohamed Sanu, which did not work out for them. So I mentioned pairing Fuller with the fourth-round pick. The question may come out to be, would you pair Fuller and the second-round pick for the Patriots' first-round pick? I think that's more of a draft day trade, right? If you see somebody that is kind of creeping up on that spot where New England is going to pick and you have your eyes set on a player and you think he can come into your organization day one and make a change, then I have no problem with pairing Will Fuller and that 57 total pick, which is in the second round, shipping that off to New England and going to get the guy that I want. I, I I agree with you. I, I I would take that risk. I mean, hell, Will Fuller is a risk himself just keeping him on your team. So why not take a risk that can actually improve your team? Absolutely. Do you feel there's anyone in the free agency class coming up in, in, in the next couple of weeks that the Texans can actually go out and get? You can sign a veteran wide receiver. Let's say if they... Let's say they go out inside Demarius Thomas. Would you or would you not sign a veteran wide receiver like Thomas, trade Will Fuller, and then draft an additional receiver? Would you do something like that? Yeah, no, not really. I'm, I'm, I mean, the market for Demarius isn't high, so the amount of money that Demarius could get from us wouldn't be, oh my gosh, I wouldn't see Demarius making over. No, he's also 32. 
Right, and and I wouldn't see Demarius making over five and a half to six million dollars. Uh, the Texas look at bringing him in potentially, and I and I, and again, I wouldn't. I could see a one year deal where they could just kind of get out of it if it doesn't work out. So, uh, I would not look at Demarius Thomas at all, honestly, uh, simply because of his age and injury history. Yeah, just kind of. A quick glancing over the list of free agency wide receivers. Also taking in account of the money that Texans don't have. Uh, there really isn't too many receivers that I would just kind of take a gamble on right now that, you know, I have the money for. The money I have for in other areas outside of the big two that need to be resigned. I'm not really spending too much money on those guys. <laughs> well, they get desperate enough. You can always call on Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole lot of money. <laughs> oh, well, some of the money. Texans don't have. But uh, listen, I know one thing: the Texans should not, would not, and 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 I don't know. Don't look at Antonio Brown. Do not hey, bring man, him to if Houston. If you get desperate enough. You got a whole lot of money. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got a whole lot of followers, but I could use more. This is John, Some Sports Guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy, and don't forget to follow Locked On Texans at Locked On Texans on Twitter. Like the Facebook page as well. Get active. We love to hear from you guys. You know, I can't do this show on a Friday. On a Friday. And I hope you guys have really – First of all, I hope you're not in the 16 ship channel area. If you are, oh my gosh, thoughts and prayers are out to you guys because I just know how frustrating yesterday and today may be for you guys and the businesses that have been affected. Um, but we encourage you guys to talk to us, listen to the show. And, uh, you know, Cody, sometime soon we got to get the show started up with the caller call ins. Yes, and before you pick up your phone, please remember to go to Twitter and follow me at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. If you follow me, you're going to get a whole lot of sports only due to the fact that I got my hands tied up in so much stuff. The Houston Rockets are looking good in their Michael Ball play. The Houston Cougars are gearing up for to make a deep run, hopefully a deep run in March Madness. And guys, if you don't have anything to do this weekend, you're looking to take your 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 wife or your husband and your kids, you know, just out for a good time on Sunday. Please go to Aviva Stadium and check out the Houston Sabercats, Houston's professional rugby team. You're going to see a lot of great entertainment. It's almost like football and soccer combined. It's a new sports. Come out and, and enjoy the Houston Sabercats at a brand new facility, Aviva Stadium. It's, it's so nice. It's so pretty. You guys need to come check it out. And you get the opportunity to meet me and John in person. So you, you get a two-for-one deal. New sports, and you get to see two of your favorite hosts. Yeah, they love us. Hardy, hard, hard. Word from the wise. Uh, I really don't have nothing for you guys today, but enjoy your Friday. And I mean that. Enjoy it to the fullest. You're getting out of school. You're getting off of work. Take time out for yourself and enjoy your Friday. 
Cheers to the freaking weekend. Until Monday, peace. Oh, a lot of money. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.